Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Today is the 7th of May. Welcome to episode 12 of the Groovy Podcast with me, Peter Ledbrook, casting from London, England. And me, Ken Cousin, broadcasting from Plano, Texas, the home of Research Now, in front of our live studio audience there. See everybody waving? Howdy. Happy people, yes, very happy people. <laughs> uh, we're doing a groovy class this week, and we decided to take time out to be part of the podcast. So if you hear heckling in the background, Eric, that's your cue. Hey, what's going on over here? Yeah, see, there, there you go. Yeah, unfortunately, technical problems, so we've been uh, messing around for 15 minutes. Um, so we will have to crack on. Um, hi to everybody in class, and I uh, hope you're having a good week there. So news, first big item is Gradle 2.4 was released this week, and the uh, most significant uh, improvements here are in performance. So both configuration and execution phases are noticeably faster. Uh, depending on the type of project you have, you'll get bigger benefits than others. Like the more complicated it is, the bigger the benefits you're likely to see. Um, I did mention in the last podcast that uh, the configuration stuff was related to a whole new model. Well, actually, that's not in 2.4 at all. These are these performance improvements are unrelated. So we still got that. Uh, big feature to look forward to still. Um, we also, sorry, uh, just to finish off the two other notable uh, additions, uh, AWS S3 can be used as dependency repository now, and you can perform uh, annotation processing on Groovy code. So this is a very specific type of annotation processing using an API I didn't even know existed, uh, Java x.annotation, I believe, uh, but certain tools such as Dagger, the dependency injection uh, framework, use this annotation processing. And you couldn't use it on Groovy code, uh, but you can now in Gradle 2.4. Dagger's in there now. That, that's, that's good. I didn't realize we didn't have that available to us. Although I've mostly seen Dagger in conjunction with Android apps. I haven't seen it that much with uh, regular Java or, or Groovy apps. Right, neither of I, not on the uh, on the sort of server side, because you normally see um, uh, Spring and other types. But uh, uh, it's I think it's to do with the way that Dagger works. It implements a processor interface in the Java API, um, and that worked for Java code. It didn't work for Groovy code, so that's now fixed. So hopefully, yeah, maybe that is a designed to help specifically Dagger for Groovy on Android. Perhaps that was a request from that community. That would make sense. Um, I, I did install it. I mean, it came up on GVM in, in the usual fashion. Thank you to Marco again. Uh, and I ran it on a, you know, three or four projects, and it, it ran just fine. It may have been faster. The problem is, is that those projects were not terribly big, and it's not like they took forever to run anyway. You know what I mean? I haven't tried it on anything really large. Have you tried it on, like, you know, the Groovy build or something like that or a Grails project? Yeah, no, I haven't done it on uh, I, I think I've, I've installed one of the release candidates, but I, I don't have any particularly large projects at the moment. So well, um, now I'm, not expecting, I'm not expecting big uh, changes, but I think the performance figures were something like, like 10 to 40%. Uh, improvement depending on the type of your project. Well, now that Grails 3 is based on Gradle, uh, that means whatever version of Gradle you have, you can use, right? I mean, it's not like the Groovy version that's baked into Grails, you know, 
that's kind of locked in depending on what Grails version you have. I assume you can use any Gradle version you want. Yeah, I assume the same, although I have seen messages from people that uh, certain plugins don't work for Gradle 2.4 compared to Gradle 2.3. Okay. So um, I don't know what has changed there. So really, that's down to whether the Grails plugin for Gradle works, or Grails 3 plugin for Gradle works as before. Um, I'm assuming so. I haven't seen any complaints that it's not working with Gradle 2.4. So yeah, well, that's fine. I did run it on a Grails. I mean, I wasn't thinking about it, but I did a, a presentation yesterday at the Dallas-Fort Worth Groovy and Grails user group, you know, on Grails 3, and I ran it with a Gradle build, and it didn't even occur to me till now that I'd, I ran it on a Gradle 2.4 build. You know, I wasn't even uh, wow. planning anything, and of course it ran fine. You know, I didn't have any issues with Gradle at all. Uh, I guess it was fast, right? Yeah, so there you go, folks. Confirmed by Ken. <laughs> Uh, Gradle 2.4 works with Grails 3. That's yeah. good news. That's nice to know. So, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, speaking of Dagger and Android, mm. so the New York Times Android app, which uh, like people like Guillaume um, uh, tweeted about and, and I think wrote an article as well. So that is now live, and they're using Groovy, mostly with at compile static, I suspect, and RxJava. Um, so that's great to hear. That's a live Groovy on Android app and not a small one, I'm guessing, in terms of uh, use, in terms of the number of uh, the audience size. So. I just wish we had access to the source code. You know, I, th it's one thing to say all those features are there. It would be nice to see how they used it, you know, where, which parts they felt were important, you know, uh, just because just the overall idea of using RxJava within there uh, is an interesting idea. I just like to see how they how they did it, you know, and I haven't seen anything other than an article saying, oh, by the way, we're already doing this. Trust us, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> not many companies are going to be willing to open source their stuff. So it's unfortunate. Yeah, but maybe they they certainly could write an article about the architecture. You know, they could talk about what they did. I mean, that, that happens pretty often. I hope they will in the future, or maybe they'll give a presentation at one of the conferences or something. Yeah, I'd love for that to happen as well. I mean, it's uh, similar with things like uh, Rat Pack plus RxJava or um, reactive programming of various types, because that's still something that is a little bit uh, scary for me. I always find it a little bit impenetrable. So it's the new cool thing. So we need to know right. what it's all about. And of course, according to Dirk, then uh, then uh, that's all built into Jeepers. Yeah, you know, that just that using well. uh, using data flows is reactive programming as well. Yes. So we just need to get Dirk to do a presentation on this stuff. So we now have two callouts: one for the uh, New York Times team on the on their Android app, and Dirk talks, please, at Spring One Two GX. I wouldn't worry about it. Nobody's watching this anyway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely, if you guys are listening and out there, well, we'd love for you to do something like that. I think it would be really helpful and interesting for the community. Uh, I'm not sure. Not for them, for us. Yeah, I'm not sure even the people in this room are paying much attention to what we're doing. We're going to have to make this a little bit more amusing, I think. <laughs> that's your job. I'm not the funny man. Yeah, I don't do humor very well. <laughs> I do right, black style dry English humor. Um, anyway, so 
pressing. You also on. have lag issues going on too. So that's yeah. Uh, so moving on, uh, there are a couple of interviews. Uh, Guillaume Laforge, Groovy Project Lead on Voxed. The show notes have the links to that one. And Jeff Brown of the Grails team was interviewed by Matt Rabel, I believe. And that one's on InfoQ. Yeah. Right. So definitely check those out. Um, did, did you actually look at some of those? Uh, I haven't yet. Uh, I only looked through these things earlier today. Well, uh, the one with Jeff was on, you know, they talked about the, the Grails 3 release again. Uh, just and, and, of course, the big issue then that, that they mostly focused on was the move to, uh, to Gradle, you know, inside there. Uh, and, of course, they mentioned that, that uh, OCI is now hosting Jeff and Graham. And, that's, and then, of course, that Groovy is at uh, uh, Apache now. How's that coming along, by the way? I know that they've moved the JIRA over. Have they done anything else uh, actively? Yeah, so the uh, repository, the source repository, has moved to the Apache um, infrastructure. But there is a still a mirror on GitHub, but that one right. has moved. So, yeah, we put the link in the show notes. And because it's a new repository on GitHub, it means that all the stars from the previous one aren't on the new one. So if you've starred the Groovy repository before, be sure to go to the new one and star that one as well. So giving the project some love. Well, I'm, uh, the link you provided went to a, a post by, um, by Soren. Uh, but now I, oh, OK, I was going to go star it, but I apparently already started. Right, so, I'll fix I'll fix that link as well. Um, and we did it in class actually yesterday. Uh, I pointed out that uh, when you talk about, for example, the the JSON Builder class, that the documentation has some information but not a lot of examples. But we were able to dig into the the, the Groovy Core uh, repo and the sub projects for JSON and dig down and find JSON Builder tests. And it's written by Guillaume. It's got like 30 different tests in it showing everything you'd ever want to do. So I recommended that as something to look at. And of course, that means everybody in here started the repo, right? <laughs> Never mind. I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eric's there. Take care of it. If Eric does it, it's good. Oh, excellent. Otherwise, use your great persuasive powers to get them to star it. Or my PayPal account, but we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> you don't need to give away your trade secrets. That's fine. Oh, right. well, that's, that's the cat pictures one. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, yeah, so we, we do multi-threaded cat pictures now. I mean, we actually, I had this app that, that downloads cat pictures from Flickr. I'm you know, slacking the repo to the whole team. So oh, wow. What are you doing with it? Slacking it. Slacking it to the whole team. They'll use Slack. Okay, cool. Um, at any rate, so they're sending the repo to everybody, so it should have you know half a dozen or a dozen stars or whatever coming up right now. Uh, never say we didn't do anything to help you out. Uh, but at any rate, I have this little app that uh, basically just accesses uh, Flickr's RESTful web service and downloads cat pictures and uses a little swing builder to present them. And we thought, well, geez, we could do all that simultaneously, right? We could pull down all of the images at the same time. Uh, so we use Jeepers with the... Uh, concurrent, uh, what do you call it, the concurrent collections, and we're able to do that in class. So it, that was just showing how easy it is to use Jeepers, and we had a really good time. Yeah, that's and, cool. And we got, cat, yeah, we got cat pictures. I mean, that's the bottom line, right? I mean, if I do it on screen, you'll see it, so oh well. You know. And if you've got cat pictures, you're halfway there, wherever there is. That's cool. Uh, so you're obviously going to write a blog post with that example app, aren't you? 
Oh, script. I, I really ought to do that. That's like one of about four blog posts I've got scheduled, including my early experience with the Grails 3. That might not be as favorable. I, I better stick with the cat pictures. Actually, <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's start with the cat pictures, definitely. So there, were, there was one other change that uh, I came a cropper with, and that's the mailing lists have changed. So they're Apache now, and I forgot to update it. So I was like, I'm not getting any groovy dev emails. What the hell's going on? It's like, oh, yeah. So remember, if you've been on those mailing lists, you do need to uh, update your, you need to go to the Apache incubator um, mailing lists and register there. Jeez, I, I forgot about that. I mean, I know the Grails one, they'd already moved off mailing lists and they'd gone for um, the, they have a Google group for, Gra for Grails and they've got the Stack Overflow. The Google group, I think, is for the dev group. Yeah. Uh, for, for Grails. And then the, the Get Help people are over on Stack Overflow. Yeah, that was the intention. Um, I've seen a few of the Grails ones seem to be more discussion oriented, but that's the that's the principle they were aiming for. Um, so yeah, I, d I don't know of anything else that's changed. I haven't seen any uh, information from Guillaume. In fact, I think that's most of it. That's really most of the infrastructure because the website's already up and running and so on and so forth. So, so it, you're, what you're saying is it's not eventually going to be groovy.apache.org. I mean, that would be kind of strange. Uh, it should eventually become a top-level project. Right, but I mean, are they going to actually use that domain? Groovy.apache.org? Right, I mean, like most top-level yeah. projects, Apache, you know, is yeah. it going to be? If, you, if you're a TLP, a top-level project, you get yeah. a top-level domain. But we'll still have groovy-lang.org, right? Yes, yes. So uh, they will probably redirect the groovy.apache.org to groovylang.org. Okay, that's that my assumption. Make... That's an assumption. I don't know for sure. Uh, you know, if we interview Guillaume, then we can ask him what's going to happen there. So there's actually maybe a 10, 20 percent chance Guillaume actually listens to this too. So he may let us know automatically. I mean, you know, one in five, don't you figure? You know, if, if he's really bored, it's a slow week at Wrestlet or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> quite possibly, quite possibly. I know that Cedric I mean, occasionally listens in. Who does Cedric? Cedric. Oh, well, Cedric will probably let us know. You know, I mean, he, he actually listens in, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, we've got 15 listeners. You're just not going to get count. You know, they're not going to show up in the list, right? Yeah. Oh, I wanted to tell you about the Schaefer operator. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do uh, – let's, let's just finish off the news items, and then we'll – Oh, talk sorry. About the... <laughs> sorry. Okay. Whatever you like. I thought we were done. Whoa. What happened there? Anyway, uh, so – now, there are just two, two other items. Of course, one is very close to my heart. It's uh, a new Lazy Bones release. Now, these, these are like gold. They don't come along very often. <laughs> yes. uh, and this one brings support for HTTP proxies. <laughs> ah. There's always, you know, somebody asks for uh, that kind of support because some poor folks still work behind the corporate firewalls. And so they do need a proxy. So uh, that's the main thing from that project. It looks like um, that's already on GVM, and I think I already installed it. Yes. So uh, you thanked Marco for the Gradle 2.4 on GVM, uh, which was correct. But uh, he's he's made, he's created a SDK vendor API, so that the owners of the projects can automatically. Release it on GVM as they publish a new version, and that's what I did with Lazybones 081 
and I think I was the first project to ever do it. Wow, congratulations. Very and good. Hopefully, so uh, more to the point, hopefully like future Groovy, Gradle and Grails releases will just automatically go on DVM as soon as they're published. I noticed that uh, you can do a lazy bones list now and see all the different templates that you've got built in. Oh, that's been there from the beginning. Yeah, well, I okay, I used it. <laughs> it's new to me, okay, I I knew it was there, but I I've used Lazy Bones to build a Rat Pack app. I haven't used it to build too many of the other ones yet. Yeah, there aren't many of them. So uh, ASCII Doctor could be a, quite a popular one. Oh, I did do that one. I forgot. I I generally with the ASCII Doctor, I um, I forget where I start that project, but if, that's right. Lazy Bones has a. It's not just an ASCII Doctor. It's an ASCII Doctor Gradle one, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so it gives you a simple project structure plus a Gradle build. Yeah, all of our training materials that we use in here were generated using ASCII Doctor. I share out the HTML5, and I also build the PDF for them. You know, so just letting you know, I, I am using this stuff. It, you know, I get something about eating your own dog food, I guess, huh? Ah, oh, cool. So are you going to contribute to ASCII Doctor Gradle plugin? Uh, does not go that far. <laughs> Did you notice that uh, Mr. Hockey now has ASCII? Did you see Mr. Hockey has an ASCII Doctor book out now? Oh, I haven't, no. Yeah, he um, to go along with his um, Groovy book and his uh, Grails book, they're, they're the same sort of um, you know collections of his posts. Uh, I think he calls them Awesome ASCII Doctor or whatever, and I yeah, think he collects them into a, into a book as well. And yeah. that one I think is even free at the moment. Okay, cool. Uh, definitely, I need to look into that because I'm still not that familiar with ASCII Doctor. Um, I think it's great. Um, I just don't use it often enough to well, pick up the more you, advanced stuff. You put the show notes in Markdown, so obviously you're not an ASCII Doctor person, but we'll, we'll win you over eventually. <laughs> I like ASCII Doctor for bigger stuff. Markdown is fine for a simple one-page list. This you is not going to be a VI versus Emacs thing, is it? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, we're not going to bring up Vim and uh, Emacs this time, I think. Um, anyway, so actually, this could be a solution for Grails 3 as well. So you can create a Grails 3 project from a Lazy Bones template. Really? I didn't know that. If, if, if somebody publishes like the Grails 3 uh, project structure, if you think about it, um, all you need to do is take uh, an existing profile, package it up as a template, and then install it using LazyBones. Where did you get the uh, Angular Grails template? Is that, um, uh, was it Craig, Who's, who works on that? Uh, I mean, I see talks about that periodically. I don't remember who, who did it. All right, well, uh, don't worry about it. You're just, putting like, me on the spot now. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is Craig, and I've forgotten his surname. <laughs> and if he listens on Burke, the show. Craig Burke, I think. Uh, Craig yes. Burke, B-U-R-K-E. He's the same guy who does the... Um, the, the document builder. Yeah, and he, t he, he was the one that told us that our last, uh, <coughs> our last show had that noise on it. So he listens. Which I already know. Yeah, all right, so uh, any rate, anything else? Uh, yeah, just uh, one quick one. I put in the show notes a, a simple article on profiling Groovy with Gprof and Gbench. So if you're not familiar with that Librarian tool, then definitely check it out uh, if you want to do any sort of profiling of parts of an application or a whole application. So uh, it's just a quick starter guide, but it can get you going. And you know, as we always say, 
do it right first and then optimize. And then when you optimize, you need to profile. So there you go. Now you want yeah, to talk we had about our, Well, we had our normal discussion in here about when to use type checked, when to use compile static. And you know, since I happen to really like the dynamic capabilities, I always try to push that off as late as possible and say profile it first before you start throwing in compile static. But you know how it is. Uh, it, of course, that, there's your profiling tool right there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we had, uh, it was brought up in our user group as well on Tuesday, the uh, at type checked versus, and versus dynamic behavior. And also at type checked versus at compile static. You know, I try to persuade people if they really want static type checking, use the former, only use the latter if you need the performance boost. Yeah, you know what I, what I discovered yesterday with at type checked is that if you declare a return type of list and it wants to return a collection, even that violates the contract. It'll say, no, no, you can't do that, which makes sense. It's just I, I didn't realize it, it wasn't even going to convert from that. I'm, I'm so used to in Groovy just setting the return type on a method to be whatever I want and not having, you know, having it automatically convert that I didn't realize type check was going to say, no, if, you're, if, it, if the method you're using thinks it's going to return a collection, like it'll find all, and you say list, it objects. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you knew. I didn't. <laughs> well, that's 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 expected. I mean, in Java, you need a uh, one of those C casts. Yeah, and that's that's annoying. That's why I don't want it. Well, but at any rate, I I, I should get off my high horse there. Uh, that, that's it, the argument versus dynamic versus static type checking. Yeah. Yeah. Is it time to uh, to talk about the Schaefer operator? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Let yes. us uh, get this, with the story of the Schaefer operator or the proposal. Okay. Can, we, can, we see, is that, can you see him? Is that, that's Michael Hello. Schaefer right in the front there. Hi, Hi Michael. Yeah, he could always, you know, I'd, I'd try to magnify it, but I'm afraid to, to play around with the Google Hangouts, you know, who knows how that'll work. Uh, we were talking about the safety reference operator, right? The null safe navigation operator, or whatever you want to call it, question mark dot. Yep. And the question came up, well, why isn't that the default behavior for dot everywhere? And therefore, we decided to name that the Schaefer operator. It's a redefined dot that simply is question mark dot everywhere. Oh, okay. Um, so, so what if what if Groovy got rid of the null pointer exception for bidding? Yeah, no more null pointer exceptions in Groovy. <laughs> we would win converts by the thousands. I mean, I have seen people, I've seen Java developers get tears in their eyes. They're so happy about the, the question mark dot, really, that they don't have to write all those null checks. They just love it. So yeah. I don't know what technical reason there is for not doing this. Probably a million of them, but you know. Well, on the you you can just be deferring the problem, and then you're once you defer the problem, you're actually moving the diagnosis away from where the original cause is. Yeah, well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. So, you know, <laughs> well, dang it, I don't get to yes. rename the. Yeah, I, 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 I still think it's an interesting idea <laughs> and worth bringing up on the dev dev mailing list. Um, well, I told him it's an open source project. He should just send a pull request. And all yes. That. <laughs> yeah. It's like, have you ever used, have you used optional in Java 8 yet? I haven't, no. I'm not yeah, sure. Well, I just don't know whether I want to bother with that. There's going to be more arguments in companies over optional than any other piece of Java 8, in my opinion, because it's very easy to use badly. You know, yeah. And if you and Dirk pointed out to me in a, in a tweet, if you accidentally return null and the return type is an optional, then you get your null pointer exceptions anyway. But he just described that as evil. <laughs> so, right. you 
Yeah. So at any rate, we we tried, and and we'll see how it goes. And you know, uh, did you notice we might sh should mention right? Java Seven is now end of life. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so I I haven't kept track. I knew it was approaching, but it's no, definitely. It, uh, it it's either this week or today or something. It's it's done, and uh, we'll see if companies actually care. Yes, I know. Uh, so somebody at the user group meeting said they were still on Java six for one of their systems, and you go, "Wow!" Yeah, we we had a couple of Java five people wave, and we said, "Oh, you must be on WebSphere," and they just hung their heads in shame. You know, so you know uh, how it is. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't know what the trend, how long it's going to transition to Java eight, where everyone's using it. Or see here Java at research Plus. now. Here at Research Now, they're on the cutting edge, man. You know, Java they eight, Spring Boot, Spring Boot, Java Eight. They they do everything, and they even bring in people to teach. You know, Groovy classes. This place rocks. Not that I'm pandering, any, well, not <laughs> not more than normal. You know, <laughs> so, anything else you want to talk about, or are we good? Uh, no, no. I was actually gonna. Uh, I wanted to bring up the JSON builder and how you use it, but um, oh, it's, it's um, not worth. It was just uh, for examples. Is I was noticing that the uh, the documentation. If you look at the Java docs for JSON builder, then they have the one big example. But many times you may want to do things other than what's in that example. And of course, because everything's a pretended method, there aren't a lot of. Uh, there's not a lot of guidance in there. So we just went to the the Groovy repo. You know, we went to the Apache version, but of course it's identical to the old one, and dug down into Ruby Core and the sub projects into JSON and found the JSON Builder tests. And that was able to show us. I mean, Guillaume wrote that, and I was, you know, I'm always very happy when I see that because he'll put in 30 or 40 tests, you know, and it showed everything you'd ever want to do with a JSON Builder. That's how I originally learned it, by the way, especially when it first came out. It, again, there was just not a lot there, and the test cases showed you everything you needed to know. So I figured that's a better general principle than half the stuff I'm telling them about in class anyway. You know, I was yeah. go look at the cases. Yeah. So but there, there are two, there are two um, core ways of using it. You either use it similar to Markup Builder and use the uh, hierarchical nested closures, or mm -hmm. you just pass it uh, a map or a list. And you just yeah. nest maps and lists uh, and pass it to the constructor, if I remember correctly. So I was just wondering which, which one you prefer, because uh, I, I, I prefer the latter because the Markup Builder syntax does it, matches the hierarchical nature of XML, but JSON is not hierarchical in that way. That's a really good point because I always used the, the nested syntax before, but once I found out about the, the map-based syntax, I like that because, I, I, that, as you say, it maps naturally to JSON structure. Yeah. Okay, yes. cool. That's, that's what I wanted to check. So, cool. um, right, I think we'll wrap up. So uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, thank you to your class for joining us and uh, allowing you to uh, do, be on the show. Uh, apologies for last week's noise problems, and uh, apologies to the class for <laughs> the problems before today's episode. No, 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 no. They, remember, nobody watching this knows anything about that. Everything's been smooth as silk during the podcast, right? Yeah, except at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. At the beginning exactly. of the show, I said that there was problems, but uh, yeah. Uh, but oh, it was well. so insignificant, there's no point in even bringing it up. I know. I'm too honest for my own good sometimes. <laughs> Anyway, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Groovy Podcast, and we also have the Google Plus page on the show notes. Uh, this has been brought to you by me, Peter Lebrook, 
Ken Cousin, and our other co-host who wasn't here. He's actually, I, I suspect he's at Swamp Up, the JFrog um, conference. Inevitably, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, so... We're gonna have uh, to start, in, in the next couple of podcasts, we're only gonna have to start talking about uh, uh, Great Conf, the one in Europe. Yeah. And I Great think the call, the, the call for early registrations at Great Conf in the US is coming to a close very soon as well. Yeah, okay. And the uh, Gradle Summit as well is rapidly approaching. I think it overlaps with Great Conf EU. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. And I, I got to put together a presentation. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, Cedric can't make Great Conf EU. Uh, I contacted him and he said he, he couldn't make the conference. He's, he's got to go to Gradle Summit. So, I don't know whether they overlap exactly or whether it's just the travel would have been impossible. But um, anyway, yeah, so thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you next time. Goodbye. Yay.